Hello, sweetest honey. If you follow me on Instagram, you may have seen me post about this girl quite a bit. <laughs> she is my beloved trainer, the one kicking my butt week after week at Sports Academy, and such a sweet friend. So welcome to the podcast, Morgan. Thank you. So excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. I'm happy to have you on. And we just celebrated our like one year anniversary. Yes, yes. <laughs> we're getting it. One year in of working together, and it's been a great year. She's helping me reach my pull up goal. <laughs> yes, we are. We are like literally one within inches. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so close. <laughs> so, anyways, she is the best, and I'm excited for you guys to kind of hear more about her life. And we're going to talk a lot about training and all the good things with that. So I always like to start the podcast by kind of like giving the audience a little bit of background about who you are. So let's start there. And you can just tell us everything about yourself. Everything about <laughs> myself. That's like the easiest thing ever, right? We'll be here all day. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, I mean, I guess like main basic bullet points. I've lived here for about 18 years. Mm -hmm. I was born in New Orleans. Um, I moved here in 2005 after Hurricane Katrina and started um, school in Frisco and kind of finished school there. I went to Staley Middle School, Frisco High School, the original, Raccoon. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did um, dance before I moved here for about five years at a dance studio in New Orleans. And then when I came here, um, kind of shifted a little bit to focus on other things, playing tennis and things like that, and then danced on my drill team. Frisco High School stars repping, um, <laughs> danced there for a couple years. And then um, once I went into college, kind of straight away from dance a little bit, not necessarily straight away, but kind of went to focus more on working and just uh, schoolwork. So um, I started school at Oklahoma State. Yes. <laughs> yes, go, 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 folks. Folks. go, folks. <laughs> My whole roommate um, was an O. Yeah, didn't love it actually. Really? But, um, after that semester, I transferred back here and went to UNT, North Texas. Okay, um, nice. And there I was studying kinesiology. So I started as an elementary education major, which... Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, Makes sense why you're good with the kids. That's exactly. And it's crazy because, like, I didn't really know that I was going to end up doing what I'm doing now with kids. But, like, I always thought I would end up working with kids. I thought yeah. I was going to be an elementary education teacher, which is I could see madness. you as I, that. Honestly, I don't know that I could do it. My best friend is a first grade teacher and, or actually she teaches kindergarten now. She's teach, she's, she's teached. She's taught <laughs> for several years and I'm just like in awe of yeah. her patience. Patience. Oh my gosh. Sure. <laughs> oh my goodness. It takes so much patience. Um, but kids are so much fun and I love working with them. So I'm very yeah. happy. To be where I'm at now. So, so did you move here because of the hurricane? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Literally, like, we found out about the storm, and then we left town, like, three days before it hit. We stayed with my cousin in Austin, and then we were there for, like, what, like, three weeks, maybe? And then my parents just one day were like, okay, so we're going to go move to Frisco now, and we're going to put you guys in school there. And I was like, Mm. Whoa! What? I don't even know what's going on. So it was, yeah, it was crazy. So honestly. how old were you? I was. That was two thousand five. I was eleven. Okay. So yeah, I just started sixth grade, and then like a week into the semester, they were like, "All right, we're gonna go here. Yeah, and we're gonna stay for a little bit." And I just was always under the assumption that we would just go back afterwards. And yeah. I mean, that obviously wasn't the case. Because right. Was your happened. house okay, or like 
Um, what ended up happening? Well, I know that we were better off than, I mean, most people, but like our like first floor of our house had a lot of damage. So mm. we ended up having to deal with that. And I think that might have been part of the decision that led to my parents just kind of moving us here. Mm-hmm. Um, just a month Didn't want to deal with it. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I don't want to say that I'm grateful that yeah. it happened for obvious reasons. Because, I mean, everything that it did to the city and, you know, right. kind of taking me away from friends and stuff that I had. Yeah. But it did kind of put me here, which I feel like everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, you know, things fell into place the way they did for a reason. So always love my city. But, yeah, yeah. definitely glad that I'm here now. So. Didn't you say you hadn't been back in a while? I haven't been back in years. Yeah. And years and years and years. Yeah. And I just went back recently mm-hmm. for a weekend and it was so much fun. It, it looked really so, good. It was so fun. It was nice to get to see family all together because it had been a really long time since I'd seen everybody together like mm-hmm. that. So it was nice. Filled my filled my cup for sure. Aww, yeah. You remind me of Princess Tiana. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> you really do. I'm like, <laughs> I have to give you a hug. <laughs> You're so sweet. <laughs> that is like the best compliment ever because I love that movie. I know. Like, it's such a good movie. Uh, the representation. Like it made yeah. me so happy because I'm like, if when I was little, if I could have seen a little black princess yeah. in my hometown, like as a princess, yeah. it's, it's amazing. So That's what I yeah. picture you as, as a little kid. Just That's Halloween costume. <laughs> you really 100%. should. 100%. Oh my gosh. It's done. It's You've- for sure should. Set in stone. Why haven't you done it already? <laughs> this coffee is so good, by the way. Oh, thank oh you. Gosh. If anyone wants the plug. I was I'm, just going to say, plug yourself. Nespresso changes the game. It is so good. I really can't drink Starbucks the same anymore. Honestly. Like honestly. hot coffee? Mm-hmm. So different. Um, okay, off topic. <laughs> yeah. We're back. We're back. We're here. Um, yes, yeah, so I think it's cool. You grew up as a dancer, and that obviously plays into like your job now, which – I think it's awesome when things from childhood, like, you know, are incorporated into... It's very full circle. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. And then you obviously can relate to a lot of us and who you train and stuff. So how did you end up where you are now in life? Oh, that's a complex question. I know. (laughs) Um, I think just from, like, being consistent Mm -hmm. and being patient, honestly, because... One of the first opportunities that I had in this field was as an intern at Michael Johnson Performance, which was a performance facility up in McKinney. Um, They run an internship program every semester Mm -hmm. and they focus on speed development, strength training, just elite athlete performance. So Mm -hmm. once I found out or once I kind of came to the conclusion that I wanted to be in this field and work with athletes, that was the first place that I went to look and they're like, you know, leagues ahead in the industry or they were at the time it's uh, no longer open but um so i really wanted to get an internship there and applied for the internship couldn't get in it was full the program wasn't running just a number of different reasons but yeah just keeping at it every year mm-hmm. still applying still reaching out still making sure that i'm like staying up on my studies and focusing so that when the time right. comes i can be ready for the opportunity and so that actually is what happened um good for you yeah it was I, it took a long time. I think the first time I applied for the internship may have been back in like 2018, 2017, something like that. Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't open. And then right when COVID hit, they had an opening in their program. And it just, everything lined up with the job I was working at the time, with my school schedule mm-hmm. and everything for it to 
fit perfectly mm-hmm. into my schedule. So, I mean, I, I took that as a sign that it was time for me to finally like pursue it. And yeah. like, it was, you know, my opportunity had arrived. So right after that, just kind of like staying focused and really figuring out what it is that I want to do. Because when I first started at um, MJP, I thought that I wanted to work with um, like NFL athletes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, that we had a really big NFL pre-draft program, NFL combine that I got the opportunity to kind of help with a little bit, but the way things worked out, I ended up helping out more with the youth program Mm -hmm. um, and helping coaches run those sessions. So Mm -hmm. I spent a lot of time with the youth and I kind of realized that I I did enjoy working with that population a little bit more just because you, you get to see their development a little bit better and, and, you know, you get a little bit more of a hand in like shaping their performance Mm -hmm. going forward. So you're building that. Yes. Yes, exactly. I love that. Yeah. It's, it's been a ride. And then you, uh, how did you get in with sports Academy? So at Michael Johnson performance, Brian McCall, you know, BMAC, exactly. (laughs) We love BMAC. Um, but he was my director at MJP. And so I worked under him, um, with the NFL programs, but then also in, getting a permanent position at MJP after the internship was over. So he kind of had a hand in helping me uh, come on as a coach Mm -hmm. and kind of like taught me a lot of everything that I know, like, especially as far as speed development goes, like I know everything that I know because of him. So yeah. So when he left MJP and he's now the director at sports Academy, Mm -hmm. he brought me over with him, which I am like, so grateful grateful for, of course, of course, because it's been an amazing opportunity. I've loved all of my time there. So, yeah. And I've learned even more now that I've moved into this position. So, right. and then also this position is what gave me the opportunity to work with you yeah. and all the girls. So it really didn't even, not necessarily didn't occur to me, but I didn't know that the opportunity was present for me to go into more of the dance population Yeah, with my training. So once that became available to me, I realized that that was really like what I wanted to do. And mm-hmm. I, I felt a lot more confident in, where I want to go with my career now right. that I've kind of started working more with you guys. So. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. It's fun when like doors open and you realize kind of you're being pulled in different directions, but it's 100%. leading you towards that path that you were kind of always meant to be on. But, Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. It's crazy how this stuff falls into place because I literally could have been a business major. Yeah. Like, yeah. I majored in business for a so year and a half. True. And like that whole year and a half, I was sitting in classes and I was just like, this is so boring. Yeah. And I'm not necessarily interested in what we're doing. And mm-hmm. I would much rather be at the gym right now or mm-hmm. taking a dance class or doing like, you know, something that interests me. So yeah, I'm glad I found a way to tie it all in. Yeah. For sure. So with the kinesiology degree, was mm-hmm. it, was it really hard in school or how did that go for you? I'm not going to lie. It was a little rough um, in the <laughs> beginning yeah. for me specifically just because I was working full time at the time too. And so the course load can be a little heavy in the beginning just with like the foundation yeah. of the knowledge. So there were classes that demanded a little bit more of my time that mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily give mm-hmm. that they should have gotten. Um, but I mean... Yeah, it was hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a science brain. So yeah. and it's a lot of I mean, in the beginning it's it's science and it's mechanics and it's a lot of numbers. Um but it I guess it I was really interested in it. Yeah. So it, it was always something that I felt compelled to spend more time looking into and study. So Yeah, it's cool 
now, like with what you do now, mm-hmm. having that understanding of 100%. just how the body works. And as a dancer, I think you're made really, you're made aware of how your body is. Body awareness is yeah. crazy with dancers. And that's one thing I love about training you guys is like, we'll be working on something and I'll be like, oh no, you need to make sure you don't rotate your hip. Uh-huh. You need to externally rotate or you need to make sure you keep, you know, your shoulders back, back or whatever yeah. it is cues you guys are really good mm-hmm. at taking cues because of your body awareness so. that's so true yeah it makes it easier kind yeah. of yeah a little bit um working with you guys but it's also still a challenge just because obviously everybody has their own challenges so. right yeah. yeah but that's so true i was gonna say you're used to being yelled at for that kind of stuff in yeah. ballet class 100 percent. yeah so when somebody's yeah, yeah when somebody says it it's like not foreign language exactly you know what they're talking about exactly but that's funny when I teach Pilates I'll say those sorts of things mm-hmm. and there's you can tell some people there's not that mind body the connection. connection's not there exactly yeah and exactly. it makes such a difference and you're like <laughs> how do you not know like, what I'm saying just hinge <laughs> no I love it yeah and I also feel like with you and and just going back on like how I was brought up I have to recorrect some things mm-hmm. because you you know learning as a kid you don't process everything right and we'll get into this but like there's such a lack of education on what you need to do on a strength standpoint as a dancer and yeah we're gonna talk about all of that but it's yeah it's interesting now having to like relearn your sport almost Mm -hmm. you know definitely just from a different perspective yeah because there's things that I know now that I wish I could go back in time 10 years and mm-hmm. tell myself like hey you should probably be working on strengthening your hip flexors if you want yes. higher kicks or yeah. if you want to have you know just a better arabesque or whatever mm-hmm. it is like yeah. there's just so many different things that i know now that i could have gone back and told myself when i was actively dancing it would have made a huge difference right because so. you do that stuff in ballet class and technique of and course conditioning, of but course. it's not i don't know it's different and it's, it's not different every day like there's just that's the thing is that there's things like it needs to be consistent and it needs to be intentional you need to know exactly why you're doing things and they need to translate Mm -hmm. into your dance so if you're doing something and you're like well I don't really know why I'm doing this I don't really understand how this is going to help me then you're probably not going to be doing it to your fullest capabilities and you probably won't see the best results from doing it so yeah. It all ties in. It does. Sure. It's crazy. I started off as um, a sports nutrition major, mm-hmm. and I kind of wanted to bounce around in physical mm-hmm. therapy, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I just hated science so much. <laughs> I was like, nope. Fair. I'm going, I'm going marketing. And I kind of wish I would have just stuck with it yeah. because now I'm like getting back into that training mode. I'm so interested mm-hmm. in, in all of it. And it's never too late. I know. Well, mm-hmm. I think I might end up going like back to school for it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I really could see myself going there because it's so interesting learning about your body. 100%. How you can help it. Definitely. Crazy. Mm -hmm. But anyways, so you, you said you didn't always see yourself in this career path. Like you wanted to be a teacher. I did. So what kind of pushed you or motivated you to stick with it? I kind of, we kind of talked about it, but. So honestly, when I was thinking I wanted to be a teacher, this was this was probably like my senior year of high school, freshman year of college. I hadn't really gotten super into fitness or strength training or anything mm-hmm. yet. 
it wasn't until <laughs> it wasn't until I tried out for Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders that I actually surprise, surprise. I know, yeah, look at that. <laughs> that I took an interest in fitness because yeah. my best friend wanted me to try out with her, and I was like, I am not in any position or yeah. like condition to be trying out for a dance team, so. I was trying to whip myself into shape yeah. and in the process of trying to whip myself into shape, I found something that I was actually really, really interested in. And so it's kind of just taken that's off awesome. from there. So that was what, 10 years ago, man. Yeah. That's crazy. And now you're training all and of us. And now I'm training <laughs> you guys very, it's crazy, Holy honestly. Like, and that didn't even occur to me until a couple months after I had been working with you guys that I was like this, I mean, a lot of my experiences have kind of led up to this moment. Cause yeah. like, that allows me to kind of connect with you guys on a level mm -hmm. that like other people may not necessarily be able to. So for sure. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I'm grateful as your client, I guess. My girl. <laughs> yeah. I hate me. I can't call myself a client. <laughs> I'm like my friend Yes, yes. <laughs> um, who trains me. Yeah. I'm grateful that you have that understanding of being a dancer and like what, you know, what it, functionally means, mm -hmm. you know, because a lot of times I'd work with a trainer and I would get stronger, but it wasn't in the way that like I really needed to for the sport. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think it's awesome that we have that connection and it's cool that like now this is an area that you can really dive into and it's kind of untouched territory. Exactly. Exactly. Like there's very few resources for mm -hmm. dancers who are looking for any information on strength training not to say that there aren't any because i know that there are yeah but it's just not widely supported or widely spread mm -hmm. information so it's kind of one of those things where like if you know that it's something you should be doing then maybe you'll pursue it but if you don't then you just don't and you might yeah. be missing out on potential benefits that so could change your performance entirely so i'm i'm excited to kind of branch out and see how we can spread this, yeah. you know, out through the industry for sure. Yeah, I know. It's such a, like, it gets me excited. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, about it. Just because I think we're both passionate about teaching and educating dancers and that. And I think we should just dive into that whole chat because I, like I said, like there's such a lack in the yes. awareness of that. Mm -hmm. And um, especially in like, high school, college, even in pro. Definitely. You, like, no one is holding you accountable to a training schedule. At all. Really. It's just crazy, honestly, because yeah. when you think about it, you guys are performing at an elite level. So crazy. Elite level. Yeah. I mean, you're, it, anyone would just have to watch a single dance performance to see that it takes some level of athleticism. For sure. And the fact that there's not really any training that goes into that yeah on the strength side is is honestly kind of crazy because it it helps with i mean even aside from just getting stronger preventing injuries yes there we go helping you be more stable <laughs> yeah helping you be more mobile so you're not pulling muscles and right. you know just knocking stuff out of place yeah. so i mean there's just a lot of things that go into it that just make it so necessary mm -hmm. and it, it's it's just baffling to me that it's not really focused on like i remember even being on my dance team in high school and we had maybe one or two strength conditioning sessions. Mm -hmm. I mean, across the years that I was on the team yeah. and that was it. And there was never really any emphasis placed on it. Um, right. Even though girls were getting injured yeah. and having to sit out for weeks at a time or girls weren't able to, you know, hold a pirouette because they don't have the strength in their legs. Right. So just different things. 
like that. Yeah, I, I'm thinking back to high school and just even the lack of care. Like we didn't. I think everyone at the school kind of looked at it like, oh, that's that's cute. That's right. the dance team. Right. So you know, you don't have the proper facilities. You're training on concrete half exactly. the time. And then you also don't have a trainer. So if anyone got hurt, it's like, oh, you take care of that yourself. Absolutely. There's no one on hand That ever. is so true. And then I was surprised. Well, I will say in the Big Ten, they've really – I think they're trying to up their game because Definitely. dance is now part of athletics mostly mm-hmm. in the Big Ten and at other schools mm-hmm. too. But when I went to the Pac-12 at Arizona State, mm-hmm. we were part of the band and I was shocked because Arizona State was a top three right. college in the UDA world right. and amazing dancers, but literally still just no care, no given. care, no mm-hmm. facilities, nothing like you're just, you, you get these huge titles. They had just won world, right. you know, exactly, which is a big attraction for dancers. Yes, definitely. And then they, you come back and it's like, you're part of the band. You don't have. That you don't have any credibility at the school, which yeah. is yeah, it's nuts. And so I ended up getting like really injured my junior year. Really, just I think worn down. <laughs> you know what? I will never do a freaking toe touch again. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you know what? That'll do it. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of toe touches yeah. on concrete, and mm-hmm. I remember like a week out from from nationals, I every time I landed, it was like a shock went up my body, and I would Ooh. just land I would like let a tear come out and I would keep and dancing keep yeah oh my goodness yes yeah. see stuff like that it's yeah. like there needs to be a whole lot more attention yes. given to dancers because dancers are athletes yes whether or not people would like to acknowledge that I mean mm-hmm. I feel like it's becoming more widely accepted now for than sure. it was when I was dancing because I know for a fact I had to get into heated debates yes on a regular basis it's always a about debate. the fact that I'm an athlete <laughs> yeah and you need to respect my athleticism because yeah. I want to see you go out onto the turf and do a jump split yeah Please. exactly like it's it's ridiculous so yeah I I definitely think that it's been neglected and mm-hmm. more attention needs to be brought to dancers just as a whole. Yeah. So, I mean, injury prevention, strength training, mobility, all of that, mm-hmm. everything. And just nutrition and yeah, nutrition, recovery, recovery. Sleep. I didn't know about I mean, recovery. Yeah, we're, we're learning <laughs> about recovery. We're learning, we're learning. Yeah, because you're just used to the grind. Like, mm-hmm. that's how it's always been. Oh my gosh. Different. Dancing, the culture in the dance world is just like work. Work work work, 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 work. You should be dancing every day. You should be stretching for an hour every day. You need to be doing this and this. And it's like, but are you sleeping? Yeah. Are you eating enough? Yeah. Are you like taking oh my time Can we talk about to <laughs> meditate? You know, just like yeah. mental strength, all of that ties into your performance. Yeah. As an athlete. And I think it's interesting too, because you're always like last priority. Um, like I remember we would just practice either at the earliest point mm-hmm. in the day or the latest point in the yep. day when all the other sports I say those 6 a.m band practices yeah yep. because you know you have to wait on facilities because mm-hmm. all the other sports have practiced during that time right. and so you are up like the latest and you're up the earliest you Absolutely. know you're it's so interesting to me yeah. but one thing I want to touch on you just like spark something in my brain but <laughs> Well, we've talked about how, like, it's always a fight when you talk to somebody about, like, is dance a sport or an Mm -hmm. art, which is both. And that's why I want to say, like, it's so crazy to me that it's not taken more seriously because 
you have to one be athletic, but two look really graceful it's and good while doing the it. The aesthetic part part that comes into it, yes. like having the right lines, yeah, in ballet or having the right lines in a palm routine, yeah, anything, being in like formation and then like having a smile on your face yeah. the entire time. Like, there's just a lot that goes into it. So I know, and then just the physique part of it too. I mean, I like aside from being a girl, mm-hmm. like <laughs> in in basketball and whatever like you're not as worried about what you look like it doesn't yeah it's not it's just not an important factor in your performance it doesn't yeah it doesn't play a role it might like make or break you in the dance world so it really will and you know it causes a lot of people to be put in vulnerable places and absolutely there's i know schools that like colleges who if you weren't under a certain weight you're not allowed in a show and it's like well that weight's not right for that person you know it's crazy it's so crazy and it's so messed up and so I think where like I get excited talking to you about it is like well let's be like the change in this because we need to be taken seriously and absolutely I know a lot of people feel that way and and a lot of people are taking action on that so that's cool yes hopefully spiral effect yes exactly (laughs) we can get the ball rolling yeah yeah for sure um what's your like ultimate goal as a trainer where do you want to take this ultimate goal that question was hard i was thinking about that one and i mean obviously my goal is going to be to just help my clients first and foremost anyone that i train at any point to just help them reach whatever goal it is that they've set for themselves So if that's, I want to get faster, then it's like, okay, cool. That's what we'll work on. If you're, I want to lose weight. Okay, perfect. We'll find out the healthiest and most sustainable way to get to that. Right. If it's, I want to be more mobile. Perfect. We're going to work on mobility. So Mm -hmm. the goal really is to just kind of like be adaptable Mm -hmm. and be able to work with any population Mm -hmm. um, and just do whatever it is that I can in my power to help them get to where it is that they want to be. specifically but also empowering dancers Mm -hmm. to be confident in the weight room love that confident and secure (laughs) because you belong there and (laughs) you need to spend time there (laughs) whether or not your director or your teacher tells you so yeah that's true i remember the first time i walked into a gym i was like what like this is a little scary i'm athletic but it's not it's just different different. and you're not taught to take up space in those areas so I want to teach girls that it's okay to take up space there. Yeah. And you should. Yeah. Girl power. Let's go. go. (laughs) Okay. So I, like I said, I've always been so intrigued by health and nutrition, especially for dancers. So can you speak a little bit to the importance of like training specifically for your sport? Yes. Um, Training for your sport is extremely important because If you're going to be training outside of your normal sports setting, it needs to translate to what it is that you're going to be doing in your sports setting. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, I mean, you can find a training program pretty much anywhere that will tell you to do burpees and then tell you to do, you know, squats. Yeah, just anything. (laughs) But if you can't understand how that directly translates over to your performance, then it's not not really going to be beneficial for you. Exactly. So with things like with my dancers, we'll do a banded hip flexion. And that's going to directly work on strengthening your hip flexors. And you can feel while you're doing that movement, how it translates to a higher kick or just anything, Mm -hmm. a better leap, any of those things. So you definitely want to make sure you're tailoring your workout to what it is specifically that 
you'll be doing mm -hmm. in your performances. So general workouts may not necessarily always be the best yeah. for dancers or even like for football players. Like I'm not going to have a football player doing a single leg balance mm -hmm. in releve with their arms. Out. Like it, <laughs> it, it just doesn't translate. So right. you want to make sure you're working specifically towards the goals that you want to reach within your performance mm -hmm. when you train. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And I think like, obviously as dancers, we know like ballet is the foundation, like that's the strength that you're building. Right. And so we've had that from a young age, which Forever. is great. You know, that never goes away and that very much translates into it. Of course. Seeing the difference in just the way that I feel from, I guess the last three years mm -hmm. that I haven't been at Sports Academy because I was the person you know, in and out of Orange Theory or, mm -hmm. I mean, Pure Bar was good. I love Pilates. Like right. I, I really love to cross Those are great. train and like, yeah, I think it's important to like give your body different things. Absolutely. But I, I would be running just two miles because I wanted to feel skinny or like, exactly. you know, I thought, you know, oh, this is good for my stamina, which it is, but to an extent, but yeah, there's like better things you can do exactly there's better ways to spend your time yeah in Definitely. more efficient ways and i think that's what i really noticed in myself was like okay i've been training for years like mm -hmm. i've been in the gym since i was you know 15 mm -hmm. but i don't see myself really getting stronger in the ways that like that I really you want, want to. to exactly yeah exactly and i just had nobody that really understood like how to help me with that just because right. I would, you know, you're like looking at apps, you're looking at Pinterest yeah, for your exactly. workouts, like it's very random YouTube. Mm -hmm. Like I would just didn't have the right direction. So, um, now with like functional training and cognitive training and all that, like it makes such a big difference. And I knock on wood, but like <laughs> <laughs> I, my body feels so much better after a game day and I don't have as many injuries right. or, you know. I, and that's all I want for you guys. Yeah. Like, honestly, like that's at the end of the day, if you can come to me and tell me my back pain is gone or mm -hmm. my hamstrings feel stronger or my knees don't hurt anymore when I bend down, just any of that, that's pretty much what it is that I'm trying to accomplish for you guys. So. Yeah. And I, it works. I yeah. used to have a really bad back pain. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been a year and you've not gotten rid of me yet. So. Uh, oh no, I never. I'm like, can you guys keep me forever? Please? <laughs> yes, please. Like, <laughs> yes. Oh, I love it. Um, what's like the biggest weakness that you usually see in dancers when they first start training? Biggest weakness, I would say, a mixture of upper body strength in general. True. Yeah, <sighs> just across the board, um, and then also hamstring weakness, which is oh, we've talked about that. Yeah, we've we've touched on that, which is weird because a lot of Dancers spend a lot of time stretching their mm -hmm. hamstrings and stretching their hamstrings mm -hmm. and stretching mm -hmm. their hamstrings and not any time strengthening them. So yeah. there tends to be a lot of flexibility there with like very little control yeah. over your range of motion. So that tends to lead to injuries yeah. often. Um, and that's what I've seen a lot with dancers and just based on research um, into dancing injuries, hamstrings are up there. Um, Ankle injuries are also <laughs> me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like you said, knock on wood, you're good. Yeah, you're just a little baby girl. Um, but yeah, those are Hips, the biggest thing. Yeah, lower body, mm -hmm. lower extremity injuries seem to be the most common. Yeah, um, and then just general, like I said, upper body weakness. Just mm -hmm. because you're not necessarily taught to train your upper body, even though it 
still plays a huge part into your performance. Like I was saying yeah. earlier, lines in ballet, mm -hmm. lines in a palm routine, being sharp with your movements, all of that is gonna stem from strength and control and mobility in your upper body. So right. if you can work on all of that, you'll definitely see it translate. Yeah, and it's interesting because I feel like what I didn't realize, because I knew I was in, in good shape, mm -hmm. But dancer shape is different and the stamina is so different. And so I always felt like, you know, I have good stamina. Mm -hmm. I can I can push it for – it's like a the fastest sprint you've mm -hmm. ever sprinted right, right. for three minutes. <laughs> yes. And you're like, I can keep going. You have that mental toughness. But it's interesting now with being on DCC, um, I remember just being talked to a lot with you and like Jess mm -hmm. about um, – burning out in like the fourth quarter oh absolutely so and that's when my body would start to ache and mm -hmm. everything because my i had the strength but it, it wasn't lasting me till the fourth quarter right. you know it was lasting me to the second or third right. and you're like wiped after it exactly and that's that, where that muscular endurance comes in which is yeah. what you get from strength training so, yeah 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 i think with the hamstring thing too like i never had thought about that before because mm -hmm. it was all about really just being flexible right and, I don't know. Yeah, really just stretching stretching your hamstrings so that you yeah. can get your leg up there. Yeah. But now, like, having the kick and jump split and everything, um, we talk about, like, the strength that you have to have in your glutes and your core and your hamstrings. Absolutely. To stabilize yourself, to, um, you know, that quick reaction mm -hmm. of up and down with the leg. Like, it's so interesting. Exactly. And then with dancers, it's different because – Everything that you guys do, or I don't want to say everything, but a lot of things that dancers do are done at like your end range of motion. So yes. you're like fully extended when you go into a split. And it's like the stronger you can be in that position, the less likely you are to injure okay. yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I know a ton of my friends have hip labrum tears and yeah. like especially with doing the jump splits and stuff. Absolutely. Like it takes a toll your body it does it does and strength training helps rebuild mm -hmm. all of that along with recovery yeah along with nutrition so mm -hmm. just educating dancers on all of that i feel like will make a huge difference in not only performance but injury prevention yeah. like you said longevity mm -hmm. so that you you can dance you know for 30 years if you want to yeah instead of being done after two seasons because you've torn a hamstring or something like exactly. it could be anything but yeah know. I want to touch on two things. One, I think that can be translated into literally like anybody's life. Cause I was just talking with my trainer about this. Mm -hmm. um, but like my mom has so many random injuries and usually in the past they've told you, okay, just ice and rest, right? The rice method. Yeah. Yeah. But now it's changing to like where you got to be up and moving it because is. Like if you're sitting around all day just resting it, it's like it's not – you're not gaining strength. Like you're, right. you're not gaining that back. Absolutely. So it might hurt a little bit less. Like you, there is time for rest and icing. Definitely. But like, it, it has its place. Yeah. But it's it's not necessarily the best method of recovery yeah. after an injury. Always. There are times where you, you probably have to. should sit down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in a lot of cases, like you probably will be better off moving, yeah. being active through the recovery. Right. I sure. think about it like people who tear their ACL, you know, there's a time of rest, but then it's like, okay, let's retrain get the up. muscle. Yeah. yeah. You can't just sit on it and hope it, hope for it to heal right. better. You exactly. Know? It's exactly. interesting. And then too, with the longevity thing, um, I noticed this a lot 
you know, especially in like the NFL. And this was one of the reasons I was really nervous to try out, but because there's that, that aesthetic part Mm. of it. And like, naturally I'm more of an athletic build than I am like a little twig. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, as a woman though, that's, that's to be expected. Yeah. Well, and and nothing wrong with it, but like, um, I think some girls feel that pressure to look a certain way. Absolutely. And so they don't, want to lift or they don't want to do certain training because they think it's going to like alter their appearance. And that's another misconception. I'm going to fight whoever yes. told women in general that lifting weights will make you bulky because there's no, I mean, unless no. you are taking like testosterone on top of yeah. training 28 hours a day, like it's just, it's not going to happen. All mm-hmm. that's going to happen is that you're going to become stronger. Yeah. You'll possibly have some body recomposition, which might help you meet some of those weight loss goals that yes, you're looking for. for sure. Yeah. Because I know for myself personally, I'm probably smaller than I've been in like five years, and I weigh more than I did. Yeah. When I tried out for DCC and was super super skinny. So, mm-hmm. and even at that time, like I I trained when I was getting ready to try out for the team. I was training probably two hours a day. Mm-hmm. I was doing an hour of cardio. Mm-hmm. I was eating 1200 calories a day. Yep. And then I was yep. seeing black spots uh-huh. and I was irritable all day because I was not fueling myself properly. I wasn't, I just wasn't being kind to myself in general. And yeah. there are just better ways to meet those goals. Um, like nothing wrong with wanting to lose weight. That's, yeah, that's exactly. perfect. If you want to be a little bit smaller, that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. As long as you find healthy, sustainable ways to get there. Because I yeah. know for myself, I did not necessarily do that. I was definitely not binge exercising, but I was, I was doing more than I probably should have been doing to get to the goals that I wanted to have. And that's because I didn't have someone who had the knowledge Mm -hmm. to tell me, Hey, you can get there, but it might take a little bit longer Mm -hmm. and it might look a little bit different than what it is that you're doing now. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I was the exact same way. Mm -hmm. And I kind of agree with the word like binge exercising. Like I was psychotic. It was obsessive. Oh yeah. I'd be like, let me run two miles, bike 10 miles, then right. walk, like do all this, then mm-hmm. go teach hot yoga and then dance. Like, and then oh I'm dancing six days a week. Yeah. Like insane. And I wasn't fueling my body because mm-hmm. I was scared of carbohydrates. Oh my gosh. I don't even want to talk about it. No, It I was know. so bad. It's so bad. So bad. And Measuring out the number of almonds I'm eating. Yeah. Because I don't, I want to make sure I eat exactly 28. Yeah. Because that's a serving and I can't have any more than that. Like exactly. it gets, you can, it's very easy to fall down into a rabbit hole of obsession yeah when it comes to getting in shape or losing weight or whatever it is that you want to do so right. just want to make sure you have the proper knowledge and mm-hmm. you know proper resources mm-hmm. when you're going into something like that making a it's more of a permanent lifestyle change yeah than it is you know a temporary fix or a temporary solution to whatever it is you're trying to get to yeah and i think that's where the lack of education and the lack of like having a trainer and mm-hmm. having those nutrition people like a normal athlete does right really it like comes into play like 100%. that's why so many dancers are in that position because they're just trying to teach themselves or trying to get to the school right with no help right. you know it's so interesting but yeah I've seen I've seen I've heard everything under the sun about let me do this to be skinny let me oh not eat carbs Her crazy during stuff. the season that's, when you're uh, like Oh my gosh. It makes me so sad. Yeah. For my former self. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, you did not have to do all that you were doing. No, but then also like you start to see it come 
take take a toll on that person's performance because they don't have the stamina because their body doesn't have the fuel. Absolutely. Like, you don't have, you know, the capacity to push yourself anymore because no. literally like you're and too that's, scared. To that's where carbs. injury comes in, honestly, yeah. is when you're not fueling your body properly. You're not yeah. resting properly because I know I wasn't sleeping because I was yeah. not eating enough. So I would just be like hungry in the middle of the night yeah. and then like not resting at all, like irritable during the day. It just, mm-hmm. it was a domino effect. And it, mm-hmm. I mean, it was not worth you know, the goal that I was trying to reach, honestly. Right. So. And I think you I live mean, and you learn. You do. You do. I think <laughs> the recovery <laughs> part of it, I wish was preached more. Isn't it crazy how much it makes a difference? I mean, it's insane. Insane. And to be honest, like I always, we always say this, a lot of us do with our job specifically there. We don't have time to recover a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have flexibility in my schedule where I can kind of like build in certain things, right. but the the time off is not there. So yeah. like we have shows back to back, we have practice every day, we have all this stuff. Plus on top of that, like for, for our job, you have to have another job. You have to have like another full time right. job to support yourself. Mm-hmm. So you're going to bed at, well, let's say we get home at 10 PM. I eat dinner at, 1030. Right. I go straight to bed. Not good for you. You can't get good sleep because your heart rate hasn't lowered over, you know, like the way it should. And then you're waking up after five or six hours to get up for your day job. And then you're eating on the go. Yeah. Yeah, You're not having coffee for breakfast. Yeah. You're not, you don't have time to cook. And so you're grabbing food where you can. Mm -hmm. And then you're expected to maintain this appearance, maintain energy, like, perform at your best when you're given like not ideal no resources situations yeah yeah. and it's so it's so crazy to me but I always feel so good in the off season I'm like oh yeah I can I can do this forever right yeah because I have time to (laughs) eat and cook and like I feel so good and like I don't know it's just really like I just wish that and I'm so grateful you know for where where we're at but like I just wish there was more acknowledgement of like, hey, these girls need time to rest and recover their body so that they can perform at their best at the peak. You know, it's it's interesting, but (laughs) yeah, we're getting there. We're we're trying to trying to get people to jump on that bandwagon. Yeah, rest is not a bad thing. Yeah. So, what do you recommend as an ideal schedule, like for a dancer or? As far as training, nutrition, recovery goes, like what would be your top recommendations for, I guess, me? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think you have a pretty good schedule, honestly. I mean, you guys are dancing most days of the week, which I get. That's just how dancing goes. Yeah. Um, But you definitely should try to get in some type of strength training, I would say two days a week, Mm -hmm. if possible. Um, nutrition is super important, if not more important than the training itself, because yeah. without the nutrition, the training is kind of a moot point. Right. Um, so for dancers, biggest thing is, I know a lot of dancers do eat healthy or I honestly, I can't even say that cause who knows, Yeah. but, <laughs> um, eating enough yeah. is the biggest thing with dancers because it's so easy to fall into like, well, I don't want to like eat a lot and gain weight or I don't want to be bloated or mm-hmm. I don't want to like. X, Y, and Z. And it's like, well, you need to eat to fuel your body for Mm -hmm. everything that it is that you need to do. So like Mm -hmm. 
1200 calories is not going to cut it. Yeah. Honestly, you need to be eating. I mean, I personally, I don't like recommending certain calorie ranges for Mm -hmm. people because everyone's caloric needs are different. Mm -hmm. Um, But just eating intuitively. So, you know, eating until you feel full, Mm -hmm. not gorging on food and then also not like starving yourself. So if you feel hungry, you should eat. Yeah. More than likely, there's a reason why your body sends you those signals. Mm-hmm. And hunger is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it's okay to feel hungry and eat more. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a big thing that I would want dancers to kind of understand because I know that it's easy to fall into, like, well, I've already eaten, you know, breakfast and lunch and dinner today. Like, yeah. but I'm still hungry, but... I probably shouldn't. And it's like, no, you probably should actually, if your body's calling out to you to say, eat more, you probably should, especially if you're going to be doing training on top of your dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, recovery is also super important. Cause like you were saying, just those turnaround days where you're up until 11 o'clock and then you're up at six the next day to go to practice. Like you want to make sure you're prioritizing that mm-hmm. throughout the day, throughout your week, wherever you can. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing, what was the last thing I wanted to say? The last one is just mental. Just be nicer yeah. to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that was what it was. Yeah. Just be nice because yeah. I remember times where I was just coming down on myself so hard because, you know, I wasn't able to perform at a certain level or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm upset because I feel like I don't look the way I want to look yeah. or just any of those things and your internal voice can just be very mean to you sometimes and lie to you for sure yeah so um i would just say be nicer to yourself i mean that sounds i don't know it sounds kind of cheesy but yeah it's something i had to learn the hard way Mm -hmm. after just a lot of negative self-talk and you know doubting myself and things like that you should definitely spend some time learning yourself learning what it is that you want and then also just being okay with where you're at. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to, you know, not necessarily be where it is that you want to be because you always have another day to you yeah. know, get better. And there's seasons of life. Like Absolutely. You're going to feel more on top of it than others. One of, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I've, been, I've been there. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, just take it one day at a time. Don't get overwhelmed because mm-hmm. I know that training on top of dancing can be a lot because mm-hmm. I know that the volume of practice that comes with dancing is is up there so yeah just work in things where you can don't Mm -hmm. stress it too much yeah um I feel like that's key yeah yeah I think the whole mental side of it is equally as important if not the most important absolutely but especially like I've just seen that with myself and I feel like I'm finally at a point where like (laughs) I just want to be the healthiest I can be yes but yeah. I was that person mm-hmm. who was still, you know, over-exercising, under-eating, all the things, which in turn, you know, made my body not look the way I wanted it to. 100%. You're holding on, your cortisol's high. You're oh, my gosh. Your body's not working with you. You'll throw your whole you. body out of whack, honestly. Yeah, so I looked worse mm-hmm. at that point, and then I felt bad, and I had this guilt of, like, if I don't work out, that I'm going to look this way, you know? Absolutely. And where now I've had, like, a lot more understanding (laughs) and I'm trying to become nicer to myself. Yeah. Um, Just saying, like, okay, you need to rest. Like, it's okay to rest. It's okay to not work out on top of everything else you're doing. Definitely. Which for my job is I have – all my jobs are on my feet Mm -hmm. all day, you know? So I've had to, like, come to – 
like center myself around definitely like, what's the overall health and longevity look like definitely. you know how can we like take care of ourselves but i think the negative self-talk can send you into the biggest spiral and then you know on top of that it's like yeah then you're overworking you're causing injury you have all these other issues it's just a downward spiral it's a downward Honestly. spiral so i love what you said about like being the healthiest version of yourself because yeah. I've definitely been there where I was trying to be the smallest version of myself, yep. and it is not the same thing. It's not at all because tiny, skinny Morgan was like not happy. Yeah, with the way she looked, honestly, like I was obsessive, and it's it just it's like you're never happy when you're constantly trying mm -hmm. to like shrink yourself down and down and down and down. You'll always find something to like pick at yep. or not be happy with, yep. or this could be smaller, or I just want to like lose this little pooch of belly fat or whatever mm -hmm. it is. And then looking back at those pictures of myself 10 years ago, I'm like, I wish I could go back and give myself a hug and be yeah. like, you look fine. Yeah. You're okay. Like it's, it's okay. So like making the shift from being as skinny as possible, small as possible to being like as healthy and strong as possible has like changed my life. Mm -hmm. Honestly, like it's made a huge difference in, first of all, the way I look like I have not weighed myself in me neither <laughs> who knows how long because it doesn't matter right. it literally does not make a difference because when I go into the gym my focus is to be strong yeah and to be stable mm -hmm. and like you said longevity is the biggest key like I plan to be 80 years old mm -hmm. still lifting weights yeah and still like Nancy to, like <laughs> Nancy shout out to Nancy I love Nancy she yeah. is amazing she, she's like the most buff grandma oh my I've gosh. ever seen yes pushing sleds Lifting and beautiful all kinds hair. Of, yeah, she's and, gorgeous. Yeah. She walks over, she's got her matching sets and her dogs. She's so cute. She's living my, my dream life. She really is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it's it's honestly all about the long game. Yeah. Because I mean, when I first started exercising, it was like, okay, I want to lose 30 pounds in three months. Yeah. And I need to do whatever I can to lose 30 pounds in three months. And now it's yeah. like, I just want to get to a point where I feel strong in my everyday life. Mm -hmm. So like I'm not winded going up three flights of stairs yes. or when I have to pick up a Dutch oven that weighs 45 pounds, <laughs> it, it doesn't feel like any Dutch oven. <laughs> my boyfriend's mom just gave us a Dutch oven. Oh, and when, she, when she handed it to me, I was like, why is this a million pounds? Why yeah. is it so heavy? But just things like that, like small things. Yeah. Um, just kind of shifting your focus mm -hmm. as far as like what's important to you. Right. Like, do you want to be able to hang out with your family and like run with your kids one day? That's or... a big one, honestly. Like yeah. I want to be able to dust my kids in a race yeah. when they're older. So yeah. like, <laughs> gotta, I agree. I got to keep doing these sprints, I guess. But yeah, seriously yeah. though. Long game. Yeah, long game is huge. I love it. Nice. Um, yeah, so kind of like mm. what we were talking about, you have to pay attention to the athlete as a whole. It's not just about the physical. You have to pay attention to the mental and – the mindset. So, I mean, I guess, how have you seen this impact your athletes' performances or maybe your own too? Just mental space? Mental yeah. Space. And then like, what tips would you give to athletes to enhance their performance as a whole? Mental, the mental part of it is actually huge. Um, and I do see that affect my athletes a lot. Like I have one athlete in particular, Daniela. I've been training Daniela for what, three years now, something like that. I started working with her when she was, what, like 10 or 11. Um, she's a golf star. Oh, cool. Yeah, she's going to be – just look out for her. She's going to be playing at Stanford in a few years. I already Aww. know. Um, <laughs> but she 
plays in tournaments often and she'll come to me after the weekend, after the tournament's over and I'll ask her how she played and how it went. Yeah. And she'll say, oh, well, I didn't play very well. And I'll ask her why not. And she'll basically say, I just, my head wasn't in it. Mm -hmm. And I was really anxious and, you know, Mm -hmm. I didn't feel confident in the moment, which Mm -hmm. led to me not performing my best. And so that's, that actually plays a huge role in your performance. They say that visualization is a huge part of your performance. So like you should envision yourself getting that hole in one Mm -hmm. before you even hit the ball. Mm -hmm. You should envision yourself making the free throw. You should envision yourself kicking your knee to your nose, like whatever it is. Um, So I think it's it's very important that you spend some time, whether it's meditating or just like journaling or visualizing mm-hmm. any of that stuff, just spend some time kind of like thinking about what it is that you want to accomplish and how mm-hmm. you're going to accomplish it. And then also positive self-talk. This kind of ties into what we were talking about before, but just like affirmations. So mm-hmm. affirming that you're capable of doing the things that you're able to do. Mm-hmm. Sleep falls under that category. <laughs> I need more I, sleep. Thank you. <laughs> I go crazy when I don't sleep. Like yeah. I'm literally, I lose it. Like I cannot, yeah. I can't think straight. I'm mm-hmm. frazzled. I'm anxious. And so, I mean, imagine going into a performance and you're shaking because you're so nervous and then you twist your ankle because you're just, your brain is everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't nervous, but my brain was everywhere. No, not you, but just in general. um, Simone Biles. Yeah. She pulled out of- The Olympics. Exactly. Because she was like, my mental health is a mess and I could die if I can't think straight and I'm on this- uneven bar or whatever it is that she's doing and I miss or if I go to like do a I don't even know what the stuff is I know like (laughs) twist a triple quad (laughs) or whatever I don't know yeah (laughs) but like it takes such a huge amount of mental focus to do those things and if that's not there it could be disastrous so it's definitely something that you want to take some time to add into your daily routine if you can yeah for sure Yeah, I remember growing up before I would go on stage for solos. Those always made me nervous. Ooh, ooh. You want to talk about sweaty palms? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I'm, like, getting sweaty thinking about it. Thank you. I was like, am I clammy right now? I am. Oof. But visualizing myself doing it perfect really helped. Absolutely. And I I don't know. I feel like I'm – I think it's my mind goes into two different modes. I have a competition mode mm-hmm. and then I have a performance mode. You it's know, two different things. It's two different for things. Sure. And so, because I, I kind of realized in myself, like, I don't really get nervous to perform. I mm-hmm. get, I have fun. Like, I get right. excited mm-hmm. and I'm pretty calm. Like, I, I don't stress too much. Mm-hmm. But the minute I start thinking about things, I'll have little mistakes. I'll have, yeah. like, what happened to me on Saturday was I literally just twisted my ankle because I was up there thinking about something stupid. Stop. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I was thinking about my roommate was about to get engaged. <laughs> I, I mean, that's like, fair. That's valid. I know. I was, like, kind of stressing. I was like, oh, I just, like, wanted to go well. Mm. And I was thinking about it on stage, and I twisted my ankle in that moment, and I said, okay, See? come on. <laughs> See? You got to lock in. You got to lock in. Yeah. But I'm weird. Like, I don't like to – run the dance before. I don't mm-hmm. like to overthink. I like to be in a very calm state. But when I'm competing, it's like, you know, zoom, laser focus, laser right? focus. Mm-hmm. And I do get nervous because I'm like, this is 
this is all me. Like because there's a it's higher stakes. Yeah, in a competition. So yeah, and you're not just there for enjoyment at that point. Right, you're people there are to judging like you. They're like grading <laughs> you. They're kind of like yeah. picking you apart a little bit. So it's totally different environment. Yeah. But the mental focus plays a role in yeah. both situations. Like you said, you want to be like calm completely everybody has different ways of wanting to prepare because some people right. are like i'm gonna headbang to some they want to get hyped yeah up. they're like trying to get yeah. lit like they're sniffing smelling salts yeah <laughs> like all that stuff but like some people are like i need to go to my corner yeah any complete silence like whatever it is that works for you you should find something that helps you kind of like zone in yeah on your task for yeah. sure that's so. probably true like it depends on your personality but i like to be at peace most of the time so yeah, yeah. maybe that's why i'm like a little more <laughs> exactly so it just depends i but. always think about athletes too when they like get ticks you know mm-hmm. where they mm-hmm. they might i don't know i'm just thinking like baseball basketball like they literally cannot score they literally cannot like even get their arm to swing the bat mm-hmm. because they've had something happen where it's like now their mind is stuck in this place of yep. like, I'm not going to hit it. I'm not going to do it. Yep. You know? It's like your mind is so, it is like a huge tool in your performance. Cause yeah. like if you start going down a rabbit hole of like, well, what if that guy's over there? Like he might come and try and block my shot or like, yeah. I'm afraid that this person behind me is going to come up or like even dancing. Oh my God. What if I fall? What if I yeah. mess up these fuetes mm-hmm. that I've definitely done in a performance? Like, oh, for cause sure. I was stressed <laughs> in the middle of the performance and I'm like, Oh my God, what if I forget to spot? And then I can't like the lights are so bright. What if I can't tell which way I'm supposed to be spotting? And then I lost my spot. And now I'm like over here somewhere mm-hmm. when all I had to do was just breathe and focus on what I'm supposed to be doing in that moment. Right. So a lot of it is just focusing on present, being in the present. Being in the present. Yeah. I think there's like a whole other layer and conversation on this too. Just thinking about like how serious you're taking yourself in the moment. Because mm-hmm. I know we are like I'm a perfectionist in some way. Like I just hold myself to a high standard Absolutely. and, you know, never want to mess up, never mm-hmm. want to look bad. Like that's a part of it. But I do think that the minute I kind of – started to release like just I don't know I mean the your identity like it's I'm like I'm not a I'm not a dancer that's not my identity right. you know I love to dance this of is course, fun of the minute I started to enjoy it and not really care like what do these people think of my dancing do they think I'm good you know yeah. I started to perform so much better I was so much more adaptable I could like Definitely. be a sponge and you know, I think it's different for different sports. Obviously, like when you're trying to win a game, it's yeah. a little bit, oh, just a little bit, honestly, different. But, yeah. but I do hear a lot of athletes say that, like when they can kind of take themselves out of them, out of the pressure of like it all because and, your performance doesn't define you exactly. And that's where yeah. a lot of that stress comes from is yeah. like the fear of like disappointing someone theoretically yourself or just you know your team or whoever it Mm -hmm. is and it's like you have to detach yourself from that negative outcome Mm -hmm. and just remember like regardless of that I'm still we're still here yeah it's all good like yeah the sun will rise tomorrow yeah you can't lose yourself in worrying about what could happen or what may happen right Focus on the present. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's just a game. It's just a performance. It's just a performance. Life goes on. Life goes on. But yeah, I, I get where people, you know, fall into that because yeah. you care so much. Oh, but we're human. That's yeah. kind of how we're wired. But, yeah, but know. I do think it kind of changes your performance when you can detach and just take the pressure off and know that, like, 
all right, we're going to be good. For sure. You know, mm-hmm. I love that. This is such a good I, conversation. I love it. Yeah. This is so much fun. I could talk about it all day, Honestly. really. <laughs> but I just think it's really cool that this is why I'm such a huge fan of like Sports Academy and everybody who works there. Mm-hmm. But I've never been taken seriously like in that area as mm-hmm. a dancer, like as an athlete. And so to have, you know, Nate was the initial, he's like the runner of Sports Nate, Academy. OG. <laughs> Shout out, Nate. Yes. <laughs> when he took the initial interest of like, yeah, I really want to build like a program around dancers and all this, like it made me feel empowered. It's and very important. validating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like obviously got just got connected with you and walking in there, it feels like such a positive environment. Like I, I'm like, it's kind of like if I'm bored, like I just walk yeah, over just there. Yeah, just hang out. <laughs> like, yes, I love that. Honestly, yeah. like I'll be like, "What are you doing here? You're just hanging out, just going to recovery, yeah. getting, getting a smoothie." Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and that's the environment that we want to create because you guys should feel welcome there as yeah. athletes. Yeah, um, just like any other athlete would be welcome there. Mm-hmm. So it's just funny that it's kind of that's a part of it as mm-hmm. a dancer, you know, just uh, one of the many layers. But yes. I'm excited to see where you know you take your career in that and hopefully we can build something yes to help dancers yes. <laughs> I'm so excited to see where I go from here honestly now that I've kind of gotten like wiggled my way into the dance industry mm-hmm. and like I would love to expand our program to high school dancers and to you know middle school dancers all different ages um to have them kind of come together and work on these things together yeah be amazing change some lives yes build the future generation (laughs) um well thank you so much for taking the time to come on i'm really excited for this one to go out thank you for inviting me this was so much fun i'm so glad we got to chat about this this is something that's really important to me so glad that nate chose me to run this program because it's been honestly life-changing for me in that i just it's kind of like affirmed what it is that I want to do with my career. So I'm really excited to see where we go from here. Yes. Love it. Can't wait. Can't wait to get back in the gym. Fired up. (laughs) More pull-ups. More pull-ups. I was just going to say your favorite. (laughs) We'll get them by the end of the year. That's the goal. Yes. (laughs) I think you got it, honestly. Yeah. No No band. See, it's a mental thing. It is. I'm telling you. I'm like, I need to get past it. Okay. Well, anyways, hope you guys enjoyed. Hope all the dancers out there listening are taking notes. Pen and paper. Pen and okay. paper. <laughs> but you can apply this to your life if you're like 60. So Yes. Exactly. <laughs> this, is, this is relevant information for anyone, but yeah. dancers specifically listen up. Yeah. All right. I'll see you guys next time. Bye.